Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino and I thought, hey, for today, because we're on 11 different platforms, I wanted to replay one of my favorite shows that I did with a special guest for your listening pleasure. So I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. That's good to hear. I've been looking forward to this for... <laughs> Since you basically uh, told me about yourself. Yeah, I have too, but unfortunately it was right before the holidays and all that. I know, really bad timing. Right. Alrighty. So, how do you want yourself to be introduced? Um, well, at this point, like, the view would be, like, me and my fiancé as a couple. We enjoy uh, going places now. Um, just places we know where are either abandoned now or some horrible tragedy has happened like in Vegas and Mexico and whatnot. Uh-huh. And we can go just to use the Ouija board. We we also have different devices that um, we take with us in case we want to use like an EMF detector or we're waiting on some, um, some of these rods that we can communicate with. They're like copper or brass. And then they have like pendulums and we we just like to go places and try to capture anything, like communicate without it to show that it doesn't have to be so scary or negative, you know? Right. So we don't we, we see videos a lot and it's very demotivating where it's it's not done properly or they're just they're scared and they think it's a joke or, you know, and they run out of there really quickly. I think the modern perception of ghost hunting has become a joke lately just because everybody feels that, and I'm sure it's justified, that it's all fake, right? It's just made for television. Right. It's made to produce views and censorships and sponsorships and stuff like that. So I think something like what you're doing is more realistic that people don't even know about. Right. I saw this uh this lady, she's a witch. Her name is Patty Neg Negri. She goes on ghost adventures and whatnot. I I've seen her use the Ouija board in a positive manner and that kinda is what like sparked up the the motivation to try and do it myself because I've always had this ability to speak with the other side and feel them and, and just I, I'm an empath, so I, I feel a lot even with the living around, they, they affect me. But when there's nobody around and I'm being affected, I have to really concentrate on what's happening. You know, why am I feeling this way? But right. she, she really motivated me to look at it like she looks crazy. She looks crazy to the world. <laughs> she sounds crazy, but at the same time, she's being completely honest and real with herself and how she views everything. You know, I think that's a really great, like, movement in my mind because death is very important to me. It's as important as life is just because we're all in line, basically, you know. It's all going to happen. We're all scared. But at the same time, it's, it's something we shouldn't be scared about, you know. It's, I, I can't, it, it's all personal beliefs, I guess. But I just want to show that it doesn't have to be as bad as everyone thinks. And it is about intention and your own view on things, you know. If you think this is a joke, then it will be a joke. And mm. it will probably make somebody mad that way. <laughs> probably, but that's okay. <laughs> like culture guys, I don't I don't like any like causing any kind of you know, intimidation or provoking spirits at all. I never wanna do that. Never my intention. Do you wanna be called by your full name or do you just wanna be called Susie or do you wanna Um, I guess yeah, Susie and Danny and that's kinda what we wanna do. 
Susie and Danny? Yeah, or Danny and Susie, whatever sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Is he there with you? No, he's at work right now. Oh, okay. But me and him, we, uh, I, I met him at orientation, so we just kind of, there was just some type of clicking with me and him, and we started talking since then. We were, like, playing video games all the time, hanging out. I saw that he had a Ouija board, and I had never used a Ouija board before. And this was, like, I would say three years ago now. Um, so I asked him, has he used it? What's happened? And he said it doesn't really work. He's tried before. He's gotten a hello, and that's it. And I was one day we decided to go up to Payson or I'm sorry, Prescott out here in Arizona. And, uh, we go up there with it and say, okay, let's see what happens. You know, it's a really old town. Let's go get a hotel, hang out. And we ended up finding the nearby cemetery and doing it there for the first time, which I thought was an, it was my idea. <laughs> I was like, if anything's right. going to happen, it has to happen there. I didn't look at the rules or anything like that. (laughs) One of them says don't play at the graveyard, but, you know, I thought it it would for sure work there. So we went there. And that was the first time that he actually saw it, like, really responding to questions. And the first time I, I mean, I wasn't really surprised, surprised, because I believe wholeheartedly in it. But it was the first time I ever used it. It was definitely intense just feeling my hands. uh, It felt like they were being touched. It felt like they were being controlled and, like... Hit, I don't know, it's just pressure, heat, you feel different things on your hands. And um, it just, that right there made us get really close and decided, he realized that I'm really into it because <laughs> he's never met anyone who was really into it mm-hmm. to the point where it actually worked, you know. And so since then, we he actually really enjoyed it and we just got closer then and now we're engaged and we actually enjoy looking for ghosts together. And, oh, that's awesome. Know, Definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's amazing. If you can find somebody in life that's uh, motivating you and interested in the same things that you are, then that's that's what it's all about. <laughs> so a couple of interesting things that caught my attention as we were talking on Instagram was uh, you said that you were a conduit for other realms. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit for me? Um, so what I mean by that is the whole like communicating in past. I'm able to basically if I that, like uh, it's like a meditation. So I do readings for people. A lot of times I don't know what exactly I'm saying, but I'm saying what is connecting with me and coming out of me. These people, whatever it means to them, it means to them. I can't interpret what exactly the messages I'm getting. I'm just telling you what is coming through. You know? are, are you fully conscious, like consciously aware of what you're doing I'm and fully, saying, or are you kind of in a trance when this happens? I'm fully conscious. Fully and conscious. It's, it's, yeah, it's more like I'm dealing with my my card and or a pendulum and it's answering questions we're asking questions we're pulling a card and whatever that card is that's what it is i didn't choose it you know right. whatever it means to you is what it means to you i can read you the meaning other than that we don't have to use the cards you can ask me questions and i can meditate on that for like i would say i would only have to you know obviously prepare myself before someone would come over mm-hmm. but then it would be full on nothing but open truth almost like things that you don't want to face you know and things that i say i'm not trying to be hurtful to you but whatever it is it's it's what's coming through and what i need to tell you you know you're coming to me for advice in this manner this is okay i'm going to connect to the deepest root that i can for you and tell you what's coming through and that's what it is what it is i can't change it you know right like some 
sometimes it is offensive and sometimes it's things that people don't want to deal with, you know, problems and stuff. Well, a lot of this is very personal to the people, right? It's very sensitive information. So have you ever had someone react negative, negatively to uh, what you've said or maybe what the cards have said? Um, so just, just more so like, no, that can't be, or, um... So denial, basically. That's, that's what I consider negativity, very, very much so. Denying anything that could be wrong with you is, is negative because it, it stops you from growth. It stops right. you from becoming the better person that you can be, so very negative, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to hurt anyone, but, you know, right. if you know things that you don't realize that are right in front of you, you know, that at the same time, people go through deaths. Like my fiance, he actually, um, his dad passed away in the apartment he lived in and he actually had to, like, he, he found him. So he had to wait a few, like an hour or so for the police to get there and even then to pick oh, up the wow. box. And so like there's traumatizing things that attach itself when you experience something like that. And then having the process of letting go that person, the only person that was there for you that you can talk to, you know, and because now, now he's an adult, he's out of his parents' house, he's learning to be on his own. But when things go rough, you don't have your dad to talk to anymore. So it's kind of like a you have to at some point realize what you need to let go. And it's a lot of regrets, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, my my friend died. And the last thing I said was this or, you know, and you can't right. let that. And that sometimes is what what needs to be done to be able to move forward. Hmm, interesting. Do do you say that that is more frequent that people need help rather than people just expanding their minds? Uh, I think that well, I feel like you only expand your mind by helping yourself. So I think that. So you're you saying know, there's there's always room for growth. Always, always, always. Okay. As soon as you stop, then you deteriorate your mind. You know. Alzheimer's comes in, I believe. <laughs> I have to keep learning something different or new, whether it's a, whether it's a strategy of something that you do, whether it's skipping a step that, you know, caused you to always be late or something, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you learn from your mistakes, from your everyday mistakes that cause you to be like, why? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? I see. So... <clears throat> You've also mentioned that at the age of six, you've been able to see and speak with entities. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it started very young when I was uh, wandering around in in my apartment complex, which they call a project in Los Uh Angeles. And I was running into things I shouldn't be running into, you know, like being in a bad area, you see things that, you know, haunt adults and stuff that try to, things that you should call the cops on or whatever. I was only... I would say three wandering around, but by the time I was six, I was aware and conscious of, of, uh, like my feelings and, and realizing that I'm upset over something or that something is coming or I feel something near me, you know, like a, a presence. I started realizing my, my space, myself. And, uh, that's how I just, I started hearing things. I started hearing a voice tell me things, go here, go there come with me and stuff like that, you know? And really? Me, so something you know, trying to guide you? Yeah, that's kind of how it started. It was kind of negative. It was something coming to me and attacking me in a sense. Like, you know, I shouldn't be going places. It's just that I was, in a sense, like not really being watched over. So I was able to roam around and 
And, uh, you know, somebody should have been watching over me. Right. But, you know, at the same time, I do appreciate everything that happened to me. So I'm I'm grateful how strong I am now and how much control I have over it. Because it, it was negative. It was very negative. And, and I don't wish that upon anyone at all. Like, the things being young and alone and feeling like there's spirits in the house is not fun at all. And sometimes it's the, the terrible thing is that no one believes them. You know, no one believes what they're saying. They think it's just imaginary and they need to stop saying those stories or else, you know, someone's going to call the cops or something. Right, I right. It's just, I, I definitely, it started as a young, young, like, vulnerable mind and went into negative very quickly until I was honestly it didn't stop being negative until I was about 17 where it really was, yeah it was very bad it was very um it was just more more so evil you know now it's I don't see it as evil I see it as I'm neutral you know I'm not I'm right. not a religious person <laughs> I'm not uh, I did go through religion though I, I definitely know the concepts and stuff and the whole you're playing with fire thing and, and this is pagan and whatnot, but I, I don't label things like that. I don't, I don't, I don't even like saying the occult, you know, which apparently that's what I'm doing, but I, I don't like the labeling of, well, this is what you are. This is what you'll be because you do this and that when, you know, it, it boils down to religion when it comes to that. And I don't, I don't believe that it should be that way. Well, you know? it's, it's society being judgmental about what you do. Right. Because of negative connotations that are already attached to it. And, you know, it's, it's ignorance. Let's just say it. It's ignorance because they don't know. And I could say that without religion, I wouldn't have been able to work out the negativity of it, though. Definitely changing it from negative to positive. I wouldn't have been able to do that without the concept of religion, the, the foundation. Really? The morals of, of what sin really is and the intent, the, the, the thought, the, you know, of something negative, it manifests. You know, I, I uh, experienced um, Pentecostal Christians, which mm-hmm. I was in a, in a Pentecostal church for about a year. And they, they spoke in tongues. They did exorcisms. They did, uh, um, uh, like people were, were convulsing and throwing up a bunch of random things and tumors were taken out and things like that, you know? And to me, that was magical. To me, that's, that's complete magic, you know? That's amazing. And it, and they, you know, they give the, the power to Jesus Christ rather than God when Jesus was just a man, you know? He didn't, he, he's an amazing person. Like, you know, I, I believe that we should all be like Jesus Christ, but to, to go, and be limited because I felt like I needed to grow and they wanted to keep me in the pew, you know, and I, I didn't feel that was right when I, I feel like I need to grow a lot. You know, I have a lot of space, a lot of room, and um, it just felt limited. But seeing it in front of me with all this magic happening in Christianity that there's no way they can judge anybody for doing any kind of, <laughs> you know? Right. That's, Other similar that's, things. That's completely magic. Yeah. So that's interesting that you said religion helped you kind of distinguish what was was good and bad in what was happening in your life. And I was going to ask you, because you grew up 
I didn't say grew up, but because before you were you were religious, or at least you were going to church, maybe, and and since then you've kind of gone on your own path to expand spiritually and physically, mentally. Did I was going to ask you this, and you might have already answered it for me, but has it really changed your views on religion, like? Um, I think religion is a really good foundation for people that that are getting started. And, you know, some people don't move past it, and that's fine. But everyone is in a different stage in in their life. I I believe in reincarnation. So maybe in their life, they're they're meant to, to grow in the church, and that's where they stay. But there's levels. You know, I believe that there's 33 missing books in the Bible that talk about magic. I believe that there's a lot of scriptures that are missing that would help people to get to my level and more because mm-hmm. they want to stay limited. They want them to stay in the pew. They don't, you know, only the preachers and the pastors end up knowing how to control themselves, control masses, control, you know, making money and stuff. And it, it's an, it's a good foundation when it comes to the concept of religion for people who are lost and, and are barely starting to realize that they're conscious, that they're aware, that they, they can try to change what's happening in their life. And that's what I think is the most important thing for me is to learn how to control my life in a way where I put myself in the right place at the right time every single time. You know, because as soon as you're in the place at the wrong time, death is possible. So for me, I'm not going to be immortal. I mean, I'm human, but to try and be immortal is just to follow my path, my intuition where I need to be at all times. Never take the street that tells you don't go down it. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, if you feel it, don't do it. If you're in doubt, throw it out. (laughs) So another thing that you said that I'm kind of curious about, you said that things have followed you before and my question to that is have you learned to protect yourself um so yes i I, it's all in the mind for me i feel like my mind is I don't know. I have no limit. But when I when I get tested with energy and atmosphere, I have been followed in the past when I was young. And I didn't know how to fight that up until I got through religion and I was able to pray and all that. But as I grew older, I realized that I'm praying to my higher self in in, in effort. You know, like you ask you ask God for forgiveness, but in reality, you don't get over it until you forgive yourself. So that whole concept is me not praying anymore to take these spirits away from me. I'm actually telling myself, no, you are not allowed. You cannot come into my life and affect me this way. You're not allowed to. I didn't give you permission. You must go. You can bother anybody else but me. You cannot bother. You know, you can't come into my household. You can't into my bubble, you know. You're just not allowed. I'm stronger than you. I have a life force. I have a body still. You have no power over me. And that's basically... So you found empowerment in in yourself. Correct, yes. I can't believe you did all this at a very young age. That's very... I mean, that's very hard to do for even an adult. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's just... You know, me being so little and wandering around and seeing things that I shouldn't have, you know. I grew up really fast. By the time... I was six. I was already aware that, you know, my even like my mom's arguments. By the time I was six, I was already giving her advice. Like, why don't you just stop? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm telling her, like, I see what happened. Just stop. Let's just hang out. And she just didn't want to. And it's like simple things like issues that you can fix. If you can observe something 
in any situation and see a tiny flaw. If you can fix that, then by all means do it. If you can't, then look somewhere else, you know? Literally, like, your focus is where your attention goes and the manifestation grows. So <laughs> right. I try... I try to, I look at a lot of negative things though, you know, like I like looking and acknowledging the news and seeing how they're, they're playing their games now. I, I, but I don't let it come into me and I don't perceive it as, you know, truth. I'm just observing, you know, I'm not allowing it to brainwash me. I'm just uh, observing what the world is watching. How just interesting. Like, I try to understand like where people are at so I can not like stay with the trend because I don't like the radio, but I try to keep up with everyone's mentality. Like, why would somebody do that? You know, type of thing. I go to work, I see things. I'm like, uh, okay, I understand. I got to understand people and forgive them, you know, forgive them or mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing. They could be mean to me, but they don't realize what they're doing. It's okay. <laughs> right. I just always try to be like in a happy mood. Because as soon as I get upset, I feel like that's when things can attack me. And that was one thing that I've always uh, experienced for myself was uh, fear and negativ uh, negativity attached to it. How does one remove the fear so that you don't get attacked? I feel like acknowledgement helps me. Acknowledgement? Yeah, like just like the it is what it is, you know? Like you can't say it is or it isn't. It, just, it is what it is. Like we can say, you know, the, the concept of we know what's out in space rather than what's in our sea, you know? We don't know everything that's in our, in our own ocean, but we can say what's out in space as if we know what we're talking about. <laughs> and in my mind, I just feel like, you know... Aliens, if they're there, they're there. If they're not, they're not. Regardless, it's happened and it's been experienced. And, you know, unfortunately, maybe you're not open to that or that's why they're not. Like, I feel like things, for instance, me in, in the other realms, I'm very conscious to the point where my light is so bright. I'm constantly surrounded by spirits. They see me as like, oh, you see that bright light over there? We got to go that way. That's where we need to go. And that's how you get attracted, you know, like the movie, um, what was that? Oh my goodness. Insidious. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. As soon as he, yeah, he's, he's like being, he has that little lamp and they're all coming towards him. And, you know, he's like a bright light and they're following him right. to where his body actually is. And that's how you end up, you know, being attacked because you're vulnerable and you're, you're out there with no protection. But yeah, I, I definitely think of it like that too with aliens. Like, if you're not in that bright concept that they're looking for, then you're not even in an attraction to them. Curious, because okay, side question: What are your beliefs in aliens? Because <laughs> I'm completely fascinated with them. I I'm on the fence of whether or not they're real. But th then again, that's just me. But w what are your thoughts on it? I definitely feel like aliens are real. And I feel like they also deal with issues like our human race. Um, I believe that some aliens have, you know, shapeshifted into humans and taken on high roles in politics. I believe that there are aliens that are pretending to be spirits and ghosts and demons. I believe that wholeheartedly that they, there are a lot of different things on the other realm that try to be other things and you have to try to take that. But I believe that aliens definitely have a lot of, there are some that come and do very bad things and they're going against, they're breaking universal laws. You know, they, they need to be executed. <laughs> 
I mm-hmm. feel they I feel like some can be good, but the majority of them they look at us like we're just animals. So I I don't feel like they really respect us. Um, so I I would feel a little bit threatened. Have you ever known or believed to come across one before? Or have you ever felt somebody uh, different in that sense? Oh, uh, I definitely have felt things that were intimidating. Not like a demon, because a demon would want to stick around, but something that almost like comes through your your platform, like a random, like literally a newscast, and somebody walks in the background on live TV as an accident. Right. <laughs> like. A- I'm in the wrong place. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And then they just leave. But their energy was so strong that it felt like a literal conscious person passing you with this electric vibration that's like almost like a a nauseating feeling, a nauseating, radiating, like static. And it just, it comes and it goes really fast. Like someone just passed you and you turn around and they're not there. And it's not anything that even wanted, like, it's not, uh, I don't know, it's so hard to depict the feelings because this is the impasse part of me. Like Mm -hmm. there's static, there's vibration, there's heat, there's wind, there's, there's brushes, there's, you know, there's so many different things that happen, but I definitely feel like I've just crossed paths with one and we don't, we don't even communicate or say hi to each other. We just keep going. <laughs> he has a different mission. I have a different mission. And we right. just, as soon as I acknowledge what it is, I feel like he'd want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad, not, not a good feeling. And I'm scared, I guess. I'm scared of aliens because I feel that they don't respect us. They don't, they don't really want us here. They want the planet for themselves. There's a lot here that they, they charge with. A lot of crystals. We're the only planet that has this much of a variety of energy coming out because of all the rocks and minerals that we have on our planet. So, I, I got a ton of questions from my, my other co-hosts who are, unfortunately, were not able to be here because they had to work, understandably. But my last question for you would be, it's rather interesting because you, you, you don't refer to yourself as a psychic or a medium, yet you have these abilities. Is there... No, it, the label, like, I it's not one label. So you, you're, you'd rather just be not labeled, but... Rather, what you do is uh, investigations, paranormal investigator, right? In the simplest term, yeah. Yeah, we, okay. We only want to communicate, though. We're not really investigating, like, if there are ghosts, we go where there is ghosts, for sure. And with, I believe they're everywhere, but where they linger and there's, like, a town full of ghosts, you know? I like it when there's, like, hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, there We're are just- there are places <laughs> that have more energy to them. Right. Let's see. So let me bust out my other questions. Okay. I guess I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't say that you are. Um, I've definitely, in my own experiences, have come across some self-proclaimed witches. And some of them I believed. Some of them I definitely did not. You don't strike me as I honestly don't know what kind of label I can give myself to because I'm I'm very well rounded and I'm constantly wanting to try new things to be able to enhance the communication. Mm-hmm. Like I have to download some spirit boxes on my phone. I bought some and whatnot, and it's still just like to me, it's not enough. Uh, like the electronics is not enough, rather than the like the board and the the pendulum or. 
right now we're waiting on the rods and whatnot. Like that to me is more tangible, you know, like I can't really, right. uh, it's not under anyone else's control, but mine and the energy. <laughs> so since you were talking about some of the tools, uh, one of the questions that my co-host Lisa had was what tools makes this easier for you and the spirits to communicate clearly? You definitely want to have a, a real element. So every time I communicate, I want to have a candle on because they, they follow light. They follow elements. So that's why you have crystals and rocks. That's earth. You can have a, a cup of water around that normally is for, for spirits. When, when it starts to go down, that's when you realize that something is really connected and it's feeding off of what we're doing. Um, it's a, honestly an old Mexican trick. Any Anytime you have a family member die, you leave them out a cup of water, which is really creepy. But, yeah, those are Catholics. I've uh-huh. never heard of that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've heard the egg under the bed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it's for, but I've heard about that. The egg is definitely uh, to draw out and, and basically bottle up any kind of negativity. And then you crack it open and it should be dead. But, oh, you know, it, it just depends if that's really what, what was needed. It could have been the person, you know. But, yeah, you want a real element, whether it's fire, uh, rock, which is earth, um, obviously yourself, your flesh. You got wind. You, you want to make sure you call upon the winds from the east and the north, you know. You, you want to bring in the elements because that's how they communicate. They come and draw with that. And once you have them here, you you know, you have them there. And then up until you you actually properly, respectfully dismiss them or, you know, because at the end, that's what everyone worries about is are they going to stick around? You know, are you what happens after? To me, I always tell them, you know, we always have to end it. Obviously, we say goodbye, wait for them to actually say goodbye. We can say goodbye three, four, five times up until they say it. Can we actually get off and flip it over? Uh, we always flip over the planchette when we're getting off of the board. Once we mm-hmm. put it on the board, you do not take your hands off whatsoever, no matter what happens. You do not take your hands off. Once he says goodbye, then you flip it over off of the board and completely away from the board. What happens if you let go before they say goodbye? If you just take your hands off at all during communication, during a session, Uh it's like breaking the circle. So you either have the chance of being possessed or have the chance of something coming Mm -hmm. out and latching on you. So And and latching doesn't mean possession. It just means you're being uh, oppressed. Right, like right, right, yeah, yeah. So they, it can follow you home, or if it's just because people take their hands off for many different reasons, you know. I've mm. I've accidentally taken my hands off because of uh, I was being pushed back, and the planchette was spinning. So I actually uh, put it on Instagram. My um, that spinning when it was spinning really fast, and my hand slipped off, and then I put it right back really fast. But, that's what I put on Instagram. It was definitely like I immediately apologized. I immediately was trying to be on good terms, you know, like that was an accident. And I just always want to be respectful and make them feel like they're they're the ones I'm here to interview, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess this interview up. Um so one of her other questions was what is your scariest experience? Um I, there were two experiences that linger with me. And one of them was we were on a campground uh, in Prescott, and um, we were doing a session, 
and we weren't getting anything. And out of nowhere, uh, a child came through. And it was, I believe, a five-year-old who had gotten stung by a bee, and they didn't have his EpiPen. So he actually died on the way to the hospital. Oh, my God. But he was left there for some reason. I don't know why he got stuck there. Um, But during our session, he started getting scared and saying uh, he doesn't, he's like, waiting for his parents, I guess. Um, he's just getting scared that somebody was coming, the monster's coming, and he left, and immediately the board was... I felt like something coming up to our tent that felt like a beast. It didn't feel... It felt like a, a giant beast, like some type of minotaur type of thing. Like, I could feel studs, and I can feel, like, a giant... Like, it just felt huge being inside of a tent, you know? Something's wrong. We need to get off. I immediately said we need to get off right away. This is not, this isn't humane. This isn't human at all. It's not even a demon. It's something else. (laughs) We need to go. But we stayed the night there. We just got off the board and we told, we were talking to the boy without the board saying, you know, stay with us. You'll be safe with us in our tent, you know, and we went to bed in the morning. Everything was fine. I just, we just remembered how. You know, it's just remembering him and knowing that he's alone out there. Like, sometimes we think about going back to visit, just to hang out, you know, and let him, like, communicate so he's not bored or alone, you know. Those are things that really attach to me because he's out there with a monster and no one's protecting him. So whether it's real or not, to me, it definitely attached itself. Like, I, I feel for the boy and I can't imagine how his parents feel. And another one was um, we were out in this place called Ajo, Arizona, which is in Spanish that's translated to garlic. So garlic, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> we went with the mountain um, where there was a campground in front of it. It was called the Alamo Mountain. And uh, we did the session there, and immediately was a terrible story that was classic. Um, cowboys and Indians type of thing. The natives were talking through and saying that they were ambushed and attacked in this mountain and that they, uh, the white man, which they called him the Mason, which is pretty funny. I, I love the Masons. I, I definitely love getting into that Freemasonry. But, yeah. um, he, he was saying that they came to take over the town of Ajo and they had to take the surrounding mountains as well. So they actually brought out one of those, uh, it was way back in the day, so it had to come on wheels. One of those machine guns that they had to, like, um, turn and stuff. <laughs> like, the first machine gun that was made on wheels, coming out to the mountain and just blasting the mountain up completely until there was nothing left. Oh, and wow. in, in the morning when we woke up, we definitely checked out the mountain, and you could see it all over, just all over the explosions and little, like, holes everywhere in the mountain. And, but the scariest part about it was during the night, I, we were hearing horses, uh, surrounding our, our, uh, tent, which was, they weren't like running around. They were like just, uh, it felt like they were guarding us because they were just walking around, mm-hmm. completely circling our tent. And that really freaked me out. I couldn't explain. <laughs> it was very terrible. Uh, just the feeling of like a horse gonna step on the on the tent when there's no horse around. But then it was. I can literally hear like somebody riding it. Like you can hear like the chains or something on top of the saddle or something like that. And it, it just felt like they're guarding us or something or something else. 
and that to me stuck just because it's a horse and I'm scared of horses. <laughs> was it like an overwhelming feeling of dread? It was uh, a feeling of like something's going to happen and they're wa- watching guard. And they're like, we're going to get attacked or something. Wow. It felt like we had to be like on lookout. Somebody had to stay awake all night to keep lookout or something. But no, we were the only ones there in the whole campground. We were by ourselves and, you know, it, nothing went down. It just felt like anticipation of something going to happen. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I can't forget the sound of the hooves going around the tent, though. That's definitely... <laughs> So is that something that's unique to you or can your fiance also hear and feel these things as well? Um, well, when we are in a session like that, he's definitely open and able to hear these things. But when he, when we're not and we're just every day walking around type of thing, that's when he doesn't hear the things that I hear. Yeah, hmm. it's like uh, you have to be open or I, I'm constantly open, but at the same time, I'm in a sense, like filtering out what I'm receiving everywhere I go. <laughs> what do you, what, what, what exactly do you mean by that? So basically I like believe the whole planet is haunted. So everywhere I walk, something happens. Like there's, I believe that animals are ghosts too. <laughs> right. I've encountered several dogs. I've encountered several things that come up to me and it's low, low, low. And it felt like a little tiny beast. I'm like, what is that? Okay, I'm not even scared of it. It's just I saw it. I saw it running around, you know. And then I get on on the board and figure out what is going on. Come to find out, the dude who lived here ended up burying his dog out in the yard and whatnot, you know. So okay, that makes sense. And but I, I definitely like everywhere I go, I receive something. Whether it's something just happened, crossed me, uh, I heard something, I felt something, I perceive it. And then I just dictate whether I should pay attention to it or not. That's how I filter it out. I just throw it I out got and you. follow it. Yeah. So during, I don't know, uh, one of your walks or even during one of your sessions, typically, how long can you communicate with a spirit? Um, the weird thing about the board is that time goes fast. It's almost like we're talking to them for 30 minutes, but in reality, we've been on the board for an hour. And it it really, that really blows my mind because there are times where you start to feel the aching, you know, from your back, from just staying in that same position. And you start to realize, wait, how long have we been doing this? (laughs) Mm, Right. Yeah. It takes away time. It definitely does. And I think it has a lot to do with once you connect with them, you're on their realm, you know, and, and they don't have time. So before you know it, <laughs> you're with them. I just, uh, it, it, to me, I don't know. I, I, I try to keep it short because if I keep talking to them, they try to, they always want to attack. They want to attack, attach because they need a life force. They need energy. So sometimes I try really hard to not talk too much to it or we'll just be like, you know, okay, well, is there anyone else? anyone else we always want to just keep moving anytime we feel like it's, this is getting too much let's move on to someone else and it's just like a microphone sometimes they fight for it and you're like hey you know you got to calm down let mm-hmm. this person come and talk and yep sometimes there's a, a more dominant entity that doesn't want to let go of talking so we just end the session and we sometimes it's short sometimes it's extremely long 
But I think also that my fiance doesn't have that much of a uh attention span to stay on it for long either. It definitely starts to take a toll, like on your back and your hands and you start to feel like so much like you you'll feel a literal hand on your hand. And you'll feel your wrist being pulled and yanked around and after a while that, that drains you. You you want you're tired, you wanna stop. To me I just I don't know. The pain of of anything for me is nothing compared to where they're at. So I try to like bear it, but I understand that it's kind of hard to keep going or keep doing it. We've honestly haven't played it since Halloween now. Oh, the 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 Ouija board. Yeah. Is that any particular reason why, or you just haven't felt like uh, using it lately? Oh, I'm sorry. We actually went to the uh, hotel recently. <laughs> so we did use it recently at the hotel. But... Oh, okay. But we we normally don't use it. Uh, I want to use it a lot, and I feel like that's a bad thing because it could just be calling to me and telling me, hey, you know, play, play, when it's not the right time. So I kind of just wait for my fiancé because playing by myself is also not the safest thing, although I have done it. (laughs) But with him here, we're able to... It's a stronger connection. It's definitely more... Uh, powered and we get more action out of it so and now that we have the instagram it's, it's kind of like we want to do it only when we're ready to get it on camera so oh okay are there i don't know other spiritual gifts that you have uh do you uh help anybody with theirs uh so i'm very big on dreams as well like uh just being I guess, like, I, I enjoy sleeping because I'm able to do things in my dreams that I guess are very hard. It's a very hard practice. It, it really is tiring, but, like, waking up in your dream, knowing you're dreaming to try and manifest in the dream state is definitely something that that I've been doing since I was little as well, probably since I was, like, 13. Um, and I, I've definitely seen things that happen that that I didn't know were going to happen in the future, like my aunt dying or things like that, and it ended up coming true. I try not to look at those things as truth. I just want it to happen when it happens, you know? Because then I feel like I could have had something to do with it or something. So (laughs) you get some sort of premonition sometimes? Yes, I think that's exactly what it's called. Things that that I see happening, because I feel like, I don't know, everything's very simply put out for me. Like, everything's mathematical. You know, I can see the steps before the answer comes. If I see a two coming and a plus and another two, I immediately know what the answer is. So uh, that's kind of how I see life in a sense. You know, like I see things as paths. Like I, I see it in front of me. Which way should I go? Sometimes, you know, when you're inebriated, I guess it can not work the same way. <laughs> but right, I definitely try to look at it like that. Like everything is. is preset for you you just got to see it and remember what the path was like if you've been there before is it visual for you or or is it something you just feel it's the, visual. It's like literally in my mind i see the line in front of me and i see where i can go and where i will go if i take that next step it's like chess i have right. these, all these moves i can do is it visual for you in like when you're doing sessions and stuff like that as well can can you are you able to 
uh, vi- uh, see these entities? I don't see them visually, like, detailed with, you know, arms and limbs and stuff like that, but they come to me as, like, for instance, I'll see the hand. I'll see a hand, and that's it, up to the wrist. Or mm-hmm. I'll see legs, and or I'll feel the wind of, like, someone coming to sit right next to me or even on my lap, you know? Because it, it, it feels like they literally come and sit on you and try to, like, possess you, but they're just sitting on you. So I, it doesn't go into me, it just sits on me, and I can feel the pressure of, of it, like, being with us. And, I see, yeah. You know? So it's, it's kind of hard to not get overwhelmed when you do feel those type of things. So I always, that's why I like my fiance there, because I'll be like, do you feel that? Is it just me or do you do? <laughs> you so know, is like, he kind of like an anchor for you? Yeah, he definitely, I feel like without him, I would probably get a little out of hand, maybe. I would mm-hmm. probably get very deep into, like, losing time. I would lose a lot of time. I would not know what time it is, and I wouldn't want to know what time it is. That's my problem is. I don't like planning anything. I don't want, because as soon as I plan something, I feel like I'm going to be attacked. As soon as I know what I'm going to do, negativity is going to come and I'm going to get disappointed. Something's going to happen, an accident, we're going to get late, we're going to hit traffic. Something is going to, you know, I have a problem with being triggered. So I don't, I don't like to put myself through anything that might trigger me because then I can become weak and something could happen where I'm in a different mood, you know, I'm easily possessed type of thing. As for, I honestly feel when people lose, when they black out or go red, you know, that's literally them getting possessed. They're not doing things they would normally do. They're doing something that somebody else would do. So when we all hear stories about uh, someone playing the, with a Ouija or just communicating with the spirits, and then suddenly the spirits taking over their body and then talking through them, you think that's possession? Yeah, that's definitely possession because it, they do you think Do you think that's willing possession or that's forced uh, possession by the spirits? It's only, uh, it's kind of weird (laughs) because it's not forced. It's more like this person doesn't understand that they're weak and they decided to come to the board like that. It's like trying to fight a boss when you're not at the right level yet, you know? And Uh you're expecting to to everything to go smoothly, but it easily kills you, you know? So when you're even dealing with depression, you're dealing with any kind of insecurity, you're open to any ghost or a spirit or even demon that is attracted to that. Like there's demons for depression and for um, like anything from even desire or lust or uh, greed or, or feelings, envy, anything like that. Like there, there's spirits for those that will be attracted to people like that. So if you happen to have those issues, and you go into trying to communicate with something you don't know and how to protect yourself, then you're easily, like, if you happen to stumble upon that particular spirit, it's going to attach to you very easily. It's almost like you allowed him, you opened the door right to you. Because you had things you had to deal with before even messing around with that, you know? <laughs> That's what I feel, at least. When people are emotional and they go and they had a bad day and all that, and then they go and play the Ouija board, like everything's going to be fine, you're an easy vessel to be taken. You're you're just asking for it at that point. 
Interesting. So not only the possibility of being possessed, but also oppressed by these spirits. Yeah, I think that's why the Ouija board is so dangerous, because it, it has a lot to do with your own personal, like, your intention, your your life, where you're at. Because you, if you're easily to get attacked, then or offended even, then they're going to use that against you. You know, If you're going to believe uh, anything that they say, if you're gullible, then you have a high chance of being possessed as well or oppressed. What about people who never even touched a Ouija board and have, like you said, these, uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, addictions or depressions that they've been obsessed with since early childhood? Um, I think that those people don't know that they're being, they have an oppression because they can't get, a lot of it is self-reflection. You know, you, you need to deal with yourself before you can start to expand. And so if you try to do the other, if you try to do it reciprocated, it's not going to work out so well. You're going to fail at everything. And that's going to be the reason why you think you can't do anything, you know? So that's how the government works with making people feel that they need to stay where they're at, you know? Don't worry about any of that. Just go get some alcohol, go to church. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but I feel like if we start really digging into why we do what we do and why we like what we like, then we start to realize who we really are as an individual and not just as a category, you know, but I feel that those people struggling, they don't realize that they're causing it to themselves. They don't realize that everything can change in one day, literally. And, and, and to be honest, it's, it's the funniest part about human beings. I, I always laugh and it, it looks like I don't care, but I do care. <laughs> With all these people that are complaining, like, why is this happening in my life? Or nothing ever works. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying everything. I've, I've done everything I could. I've put in all these applications and they don't realize what consistency looks like when it comes to working on them, on their own life, you know, because they're constantly busy with everyone else's life and looking at them and what they're doing rather than what, what you're doing, you know. So you, you can't move forward until you look at yourself rather than everybody else, which goes back to the pointing finger thing, you know, once you stop pointing fingers, that's when growth happens. You start pointing the finger at yourself, you got three fingers pointing back at the world. So how about you point it at yourself and look at what you're doing so that you can move forward, you know? It's really the a thing of, of like a demon in your in your head telling you, you can't find a job. You won't find a job. You can't drive. You can't get your license because you suck. You're stupid. That is all, to me, oppression. That is all attachment from spirits that are telling you you can't do something when you can't, that you blame your parents for, that you blame the government for, that you blame schools for, or religion for. It's really yourself because you need to realize where it started, where it found, where it founded at, you know, so that you can figure out how to rewire that. Rewire the fact that you were called stupid young because you're not stupid now. You can learn things now. You can expand your mind now it's, it's a totally different time now than it was 10 years before 20 years before you're not the same person but some people can't get over like the past they they can't get over what's happened so they want to numb themselves they blame everything else but themselves and that's where it just stays in a cycle and we stay in oppression we stay living our lives like we want to commit suicide every day <laughs> you know it's 
Right. To me, it's I do care, but I just laugh at that because it's it's the true weakness of us basically allowing this stuff to happen because we we allow ourselves to get consumed and immersed in all this trendy stuff, you know that that we don't see the reality, which is what we're doing ourselves, how we feel ourselves. Because the TV and the radio tell you how to feel, you know, and, and you end up believing that rather than yourself. Because when you talk about how you feel, everyone's like, oh, that's gay, that's dumb, or you're weird, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't matter what everyone else is doing. It should matter what you're doing, what you want to do. Interesting. So I only have a few questions left from my co-host. So one of them is, there are a lot of people diagnosed with mental health disorders, uh, but... And and a lot of them say that, you know, they hear voices or they see things that other people can't see. Do you think it's like a mix, a misdiagnosed kind of situation where they don't know that they have these abilities, but, you know, other people are saying that they're they're nutty, they need to get help, medical help? I, I'm really happy you bring this up because this, this happened to me and I... Oh, really? It is definitely a misdiagnosis. I was very young and they diagnosed me with schizophrenia and uh, manic depression because things made me sad. Like a lot of things made me sad. I was sad for the world. I was sad for the people who I run into that die. I was sad all the time for so much pain around the planet and I could feel everything and I didn't know how to process it. And they, you know, didn't believe me that I was seeing things and hearing things, they put me on medication at nine years old and it, it just, it made it worse. Definitely. I was like in a constant state of drowsiness and sleeping and in a state of where things would happen a lot and I couldn't even scream. I would scream, just air would come out. It would just be like just air. So you were very numb. It was numbing. It was paralyzing, especially in my sleep. A lot of stuff would happen to me and I couldn't call out for help. I couldn't do nothing. It was, it was a terrible feeling. It's a terrible thing for people to, to put their child on, you know, when, when they, they don't want to listen to their child and try to understand what's happening. But at the same time, I do believe that it's another government thing, you know, back in the day, they didn't have all these diagnoses. Now, for anything that you have, there's a pill for it. And that's just another way that the medical industry is making money. So right. in another way that they can keep people like me down so they're not powerful. You can't be empowered, you know. That's the last thing they want is for society to become empowered. And that, and that is something that we've talked a lot about on this show is how the government wants to keep us down and not overthrow them, not expand our minds for ourselves and think for ourselves. Right. And it's all on the foundation, like the very basics of what we do from deciding to just be inebriated every day, from deciding to do video games every day, all day, from deciding to not be considerate to our fellow you know, neighbors, to deciding to be selfish, from deciding to be greedy because we want to live free and this is a new thing. You know, we got to do what we want to do instead of helping our family if they're in need. Like, if you're in need, you want help. But if somebody else is in need, you won't help them. How do you expect anything to happen for you if you're not in any way considerate to others? You know, mm-hmm. you expect the world to come together when we need it the most, but we've all spent so much time segregated that we don't understand how to even perceive when something's happening. 
you know, like things are happening in the world right now that we're all just kind of ignoring and, you know, going about, going about our day, like nothing's going on. But as soon as it comes into our town or into our household, we, we decide to make a difference, you know, I just right. feel it, it, it all starts like that, like from the liquor store to the grocery store to how many children you have, <laughs> you know, like the doctors, the medications, immunizations, mm-hmm. all of that. It starts in the base um, of everything. I really like that movie, The Giver. Uh, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've heard of it, actually. The Giver. It's a really good movie and it has to do with immunizations and basically perceiving color. So it's a really good concept. Uh, immunizations take away the color of life. I am going to have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm glad we can like cover a lot of ground. I'm surprised me. <laughs> I'm too. You are a compendium of information and I think we definitely need to have you back on. Thank you. I really appreciate that. No problem. Well, I really appreciate you making time for this interview. It's really expanded my views on a lot of this because, as I, you know, I've mentioned before to you and also to just the audience here that I've always been interested in the other side because there's so much knowledge that you can learn if you do it the right way. Right. And that, I love that. I love asking for advice. I love asking them for just opinions like uh whether i should make a, a move or not or move to a different city kind of thing you know i i like to ask them for advice and input whether it would be a good move successful whether you know i should stay here wait and stack you know and sometimes they they tell me the good things and sometimes they don't know what to say they follow your gut you know you're in the right place you're doing everything right Just Keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Do you want to give your Instagram a shout out? Uh, yeah, it's the experience six six six. And the only reason why I have six 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 is <laughs> <laughs> six is a uh, is a very lucky number. It's a, a positive number actually. And um, the Trinity itself is just something that I believe in. Everything. Uh, a cycle it all comes back to one and i do i do believe in god <laughs> and my right. consciousness is connected to to the higher being which is the the overall consciousness which we all are connected you know we all are we just decided to cut our umbilical cord so right i, I definitely look at it as our consciousness is god and if there is any other physical being that i can consider god i'd probably say the aliens were <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of theories about that. (laughs) But that that is an entirely different topic. (laughs) Well, I definitely want to put a lot of things on the experience, which is my Instagram, just to follow the adventures we go on. And we plan on changing it up a little bit in the future, going Mm -hmm. across the Ouija board to using different devices and showing how they work and how the, the communication could be better or worse. Have you ever considered tarot, or are you currently using any? I only do oracle angel cards. I is it? I don't think I've heard of that. Is that something similar? It's very similar. It just doesn't tell you fortunes. It doesn't tell you future things. It tells you concepts like what I've been talking about. Um, basically, deeper personal things. Like it'll tell you you need to be out more in nature more, or you need to eat more healthier, or it looks like you're going to be, you know, uh, dealing with some type of death, but it could just be a change. 
any kind of change. If something's going to happen where you need to be prepared. I um, see. It's just more so like the concept of your balance, like what you need to do to balance yourself. And sometimes it's just eating healthy or getting out in nature or even getting into art, doing your hobbies, things like that. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely look forward to uh, continue, uh, continuing uh, following you on your Instagram because I did see your posts and I know that you're starting it or, you know, you're fairly new to it. Right. So, yeah, I do look forward to more of it. And by all means, whenever you want to come back on the show and tell us about some new experiences or some new enlightenments that you have, definitely you're welcome back at any time. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I will definitely stay in touch. Hopefully I'll do something soon, <laughs> but I'll let you know. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I hope you have a good day. Oh, you too. Appreciate it. problem. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you want to email me, Conrad or Lisa. You can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. I really hope you've enjoyed this interview. I've enjoyed doing the interview. And thank you again, Susie, for being on the show. Thank you for being a Patreon member. For everybody else, please leave a comment, subscribe, and leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. Give us uh, some topics you want us to talk about. Whatever it is, we love feedback. We'll see you next time.